EFTM Tech Cars Lifestyle. This is the EFTM Podcast with Trevor Long. EFTM. Ooh, if you thought last week was interesting. Um, actually, what did we talk about last week? Yes, the Optus hack was so long ago, we've done two episodes. I literally just thought to myself, oh no, the Optus hack happened after last episode. No, it didn't. We spoke to Troy Hunt last week, and I talked a lot about Optus last week, and I've continued to talk about them, and I will continue to talk about them um, until they get their act together and start helping people. So I have several people on the line ready to talk about Optus, but don't worry, we have other things to talk about as well. We'll talk about everything from Kia Carnivals to internet and TVs. We've got a lot to cover, but I am going to talk to um, a representative of Equifax today. Uh, now, Equifax um, is the company that Optus is supplying uh, 12-month subscriptions to. So we'll talk to General Manager of Consumer at Equifax, James Forbes, about what it is that they do and what Optus is is offering so that you can understand why I think you should be taking it up. A, because it's free, um, so you should, it's value, uh, and B, because it is a, a high level of protection that I think will benefit uh, everyone. So definitely work through that. Um, so we'll cover that off uh, shortly, um, and we're going to take all those calls on Optus, and then I'm going to breathe, and then I'm going to go to lunch. Um, so welcome to EFTM. Great to have your company, uh, and I am going to follow through on the promise of a, a um, archived episode. I just haven't had time to listen to them yet. As I said, I want to find one of the first three to just throw up, but I don't want it to be ridiculous. I don't mind if it's embarrassing to me, but i just got to be careful there's, I don't know, something in there that I shouldn't broadcast again. I don't know. Um, yeah, long way off. Um, give me time. <laughs> give me time to find the time. Uh, anyway, let's get cracking on the EFTM podcast. EFTM. You're listening to the EFTM podcast. EFTM. All right, thanks for listening. Lovely to have your company. If you've got a tech question, go to the website EFTM.com. Carolyn's on the line. G'day, Carolyn. Oh, hi, Trevor. Um, yeah, so I've had a bit of a problem with Optus. Um, Haven't I, we all? <laughs> oh, God, yes. Um, problem being uh, not so much the hacking, it's the what's been happening since. Right. Which is very well next to nothing. Um, it's been going for a couple of weeks now, and I'm in them and I'm just sort of arming and ahhing as to whether to change um, providers. And I don't know where to start because I need all three, um, internet, um, home phone, and also mobile. So Have you got any suggestions? Why are you still using a home phone? That's the first thing I want to know. I have no idea. See, I think if you ask um, yourself these questions, you start to wonder whether or not it's uh, a wise thing to be spending money on because it's, you know, that's going to cost you true. another 10 bucks a month at least. Um, at least, Most yes. of the NBN providers will provide a phone if if you if you ask. Yeah. Um, yep. but you're looking at ten bucks a month and the on a mobile probably more than that. Probably. Mm. On a mobile phone you get you know free calls. It's unlimited calls. Yes. So unless there's a reason and look the <clears throat> the main reason I hear is that a certain person has this number or, you know, my elderly someone. You know, that all these questions like that. But in the end, those people can be given a new number. And that number is your mobile. <clears throat> and it's yes. also Remember back in the day, it used to be that you didn't want to give people your mobile number. You didn't want to make people call the mobile because that would cost them more money too. That's right. The reality is I can call you for basically free. You can call me for free. So I'd be ditching the home phone first and foremost. Right. That's going to open you up to a much better better process. Um, In terms of who to go to next – it depends how much you hate Optus. <laughs> so I think a well, lot of Well, I haven't of, had a problem until now. And so therefore you don't have a problem with the network, the coverage or any of those things. So No. Uh, do you know how much you're spending right now? About 120, all up about 120 a month. 120 a month. Do you know how fast your NBN speed is? Do you know what speed you've paid for? I have got no idea. I'm 73. I've got no idea much about um, computers at all. I just know how to spend money on eBay. <laughs> and that's what you're doing, right? You're just kind of browsing the web. You're not doing too much streaming. Yep. What are you doing? No, I don't do any stream. Well, no, sorry. I do have Netflix and yep. Stan. But you don't have lots of people in the house that are using it all at the same time? No, no, there's only me. Beautiful. Well, then you don't actually need uh, – you're probably on the on the, the start of the slowest pack um, because that's where mm-hmm. – 
Optus would probably put you um, just to win uh-huh. you over as a customer. Um, I would look at the the mid to, to entry level uh, at Aussie Broadband. You're talking about 60, right. 69 or $79 a month, okay? Let's just say we right. went $79, which is medium to high speed, unlimited yep. data. That's uh, I'm looking at that. That's $79 a month. Now, I don't know whether they do bundles, but they certainly right. do do mobile plans as well. Um, right. they, they, okay. may, they may have some sort of plan that will give you a little bit. Do you know how much data you use on your mobile phone? Well, I don't use what I've got. Oh, you've probably got hundreds because Optus gives you hundreds. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, well, I've got. So, as I said, I don't know anything about it. That's why I'm just in a quandary I'm, as to what to do. I'm going to make a guess. So, the average person uses about eleven to fifteen gigabytes per month. Now, high end users mm-hmm. might use much, much more, but the average person right. doesn't use much more than ten. So, before right. you commit to anything else, I do want you to go onto yep. the My Optus app or. Um, get in touch with them and just ask them, what has your data usage be, usage been for the last right. three months? Okay. If, you, if your right. data usage was 2 gig, 10 gig, 3 gig, then 10 your number. Right. But right. Aussie Broadband, again, for example, and by the way, Aussie is on the Optus network. So oh, you're, you're using, okay. right. you'll, you'll have the same coverage, just with a different right. company. Here's, how's mm-hmm. this? $20 a month, 10 gigabytes of data. So right. you're now at $99 a month and you've got right. home internet from, I believe, the best internet provider available. And you've right. got mobile coverage on the same network you're currently on. But okay. you've, now, you've now freed yourself of, um, of, of the, the kind of the Optus billing. Do you use yes. your Optus net email address? No. Great. Because that's actually the biggest problem. When you leave Optus on their broadband, you lose the OptusNet address. So if you're already right. using something else, we are on a winner. Um, so okay. you don't, by the way, you don't need to spend that $79 a month on, on the uh, NBN. You could be 69 But right. don't don't spend less than 69 with Aussie broadband because that'll be the super, super okay. slow plan. I prefer you on at least right. 25 So at yep. least 69 plus 20 And here's the great thing. That's a lot. Yeah, a lot less. That's we're saving you now thirty maybe more dollars a month. That's money in your uh-huh. pocket, right? Yeah. I, I I reckon I'm prepared to back myself here. So two things mm-hmm. you need to do. First thing, ring Optus or get on their app and ask them how much data have you used on your mobile phone the last three months. Then okay, I want you to ring Aussie Broadband, phone them. Yep. Old school. Yep. None of this online oh, stuff, that, right? That's the only way to go. <laughs> exactly. I figured mm. you'd be a woman of, of the uh, old school heart. So one, yes. one, I'll just tell you, it's on their website. And by the way, I'm not sponsored by Aussie. I just use them myself for for broadband. Right. Okay. And I yep. think they are they are one of the greatest companies in Australia. They have great customer service. And this is where yep. I'm backing myself. I reckon after your first phone call, my guess is you're going to go, oh, that's great. I'm with them. Because I think yep, you'll be right, impressed okay. by them, okay? one 480 Right. Well, thank you so and much the for the beautiful thing, That's, Carolyn, yeah. you can switch NBN providers almost instantly and mobile yep. providers also very quickly. They've really just got to send right. you out a SIM card. That's that's the only delay oh, okay. on, on a mobile. Uh-huh. And and, the, okay. and again, the beautiful thing here is you'll be able to talk to them about that. So if, if they send it to you and you oh. go, what do you do next? Ring them. They'll talk you through it. Right. Um, They're in Australia? They are all Australian. Australian oh, call centres, Australian people. Yep. Um, it's funny. Right. When, I, when I ring them, you know, so I've normally got some stupid thing I've done to my internet and I doubt – I always doubt that it's me that's done it, so I ring them and go, what's happened at your end? But it's always me. <laughs> yep. um, yes. it's, it's wonderful because the on hold, it's like you're going to be five minutes away or you're going to be your tenth in the queue. Yep. They tell you where you are in the queue, and then someone no. probably in Shepparton answers the call and, and talks to you. And it's, They're such lovely oh, people. Right. So, yeah, get on to oh, them. fantastic. And, and uh, I say this to, to everyone that's asked me about leaving Optus. Let's be mm. clear, your data's gone. So leaving Optus doesn't prevent you from being the victim of a scam going forward. So you need to be super vigilant right. about scams going forward. But leaving um, very, very yeah. does give them a little bit of a middle finger there, Carolyn, and it, it makes them mm-hmm. very aware that they've made a mistake. 
But most importantly, well, as I said, you're saving money. Well, yeah, but as I said, it's not actually being hacked. I know that that can ha- that that can happen to anybody. Yes. Um, but it's it's the way they've handled it since that I'm not happy with. Well, I think you've summed up the thoughts of a lot of people, Carol. Mm. All right. Well, good yep. luck. And can you let me know how you go with the Aussie broadband? I'm going to do that right this very minute. Good on you. Thanks for getting in touch. Okay. Okay. Thanks, Trevor. See you, Carol. Thanks Thank very you. much. Good on okay. you. Okay. Bye. Yeah. I um. So again, I, I pay. Uh, $140 a month at home for home broadband, another 110 here at the office with Aussie Broadband. Ain't getting no kickbacks from them. I just have always been impressed by what they do and how they operate. Uh, and I think that's what a lot of people want. And they, don't you think it's staggering that people's thought process here is I want to leave Optus, but actually the outcome is going to be saving money. And that's what makes me happy. I wrote a post this morning at EFTM, Alternatives to Optus. And in the most part, it's impossible not to save money. I'm sorry. It's impossible not to save money. Unless you are an extreme user of their service, it's impossible not to save money. Um, and there's, Carolyn, a simple, great example. Now, in, we have we have uh, deleted the home phone from her service, but that shouldn't be more than 10 bucks. So if we're saving a 30, um, that's still more than just deleting the home phone. Um, anyway, there is a full post on EFTM.com of my alternatives to Optus if you are so inclined. Thank you for listening. If you've got a tech question, go to the website, eftm.com. Somewhere in there, there's stuff other than Optus drama. Trust me. And up up the top is the Ask Trev button. Just click that and I'll get you on the show. G'day, Evan. How you going? Yeah, good, mate. Please tell me you want to talk about something other than Optus. Yes, yeah, I'm an Optus customer, but I've got a better question for you. All right, okay. Let me know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so we're living in Melbourne, but we're moving to Yarrawonga and um, heard good things about Tesla's Starlink internet and just wondering if that's a good solution instead of uh, MBN. Do you know what's, what's available where you're moving to? We've, we've heard that MBN's available where we are. It's a sort of new estate, but, um, you know, we've we've got it here in Melbourne where we are and it's, you know, it's not performing all that well and we've heard good reports about people using Starlink actually in the city and yeah, right. um, getting good results. So, um, yeah, I thought it might be worth asking the questions about whether you've heard much about it or um, what you think. Well, I've got one. Um, I bought one, um, I don't know, it feels like a year ago now and it took me ages to get my finger out and actually go and set it up at my brother's place out in the bush, out in Young in New South Wales. Um, and so I can, it's still sitting downstairs in the office here, the satellite. Um, and I've stupidly still paying the $140 a month for it. So I've got to, <laughs> I really should cancel that. Um, but the bottom line is it's unbelievable. Like okay. l- legit unbelievable. But there's a, there's a really important kind of comparison to make. And that is what's available where you are. So for my brother's house, he's on a fixed wireless connection. Okay, so that's the there's a tower somewhere in the distance, and there's a thing on the roof that points at that tower, and you know one thing leads to another, and you get internet between 25 and 50 megabits per second. At my house, I've got cable, and I get up to a thousand megabits per second. So, what have you got now at home? What what do you know? What MBN technology it is? No, we're we're moving there next week, so we just no. But what about uh, where, you, where of, you are today? Uh we've got um. I'm just trying to think of it. What it is? It's um, it's only we've only been here for five years, so it's a brand new house. Fiber to the node is it? Yes, it is. Five, five, it is fiber. Yeah, yeah. Fiber to the node though, or fiber to the house? Fiber to the house, mate. I'd be amazed if, like, I'm I'm most blown away that you don't think that's good. Who you with? Yeah, I know. No, so we're we're it's uh, we're with uh, Aussie Broadband. Yeah. And it's I'll have to check what the speeds are at the moment, but it has it's been okay. But both of us work from home, and um, it's you know once once we're both on the same connection, yeah. it's not great. But um, up at Yarrawonga, you know, not being a you know it's a country town still, but um, yeah. we thought that might the Starlink might be better up there for us. It, it might be, but the just so negatives of Starlink. Let me start with it's a thousand bucks up front to get the satellite, and a hundred and forty dollars yeah. a month. Now, for perspective, that's what I spend for guaranteed, you know, well over 500 megabits per second NBN. Um, and you will get great speeds, 
Um, but it will fluctuate. There'll be times when their satellite demand is high. And so, but you do get great speeds. You're talking 150 to 200 meg speeds down, which is great. There is a latency okay. issue. So if you do any online gaming, it's not ideal, but it's better than being not connected is the way people approach it. Um, the positives okay. are, you know, you put the dish on the roof, you'll have to spend more than the thousand to get a couple of attachments for the roof to make it, make sure it's, you know, posted correctly. Um, you do need to be quite open. So hopefully no big trees around cause they will actually literally block the satellite. Um, but broadly a tree or two here and there isn't a bad thing, but big hills or uh, large forests next door will be a problem, but I'm tipping you'll be okay. Uh, at Yarrawonga cause that's like around a lake, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's on the New South Wales, Victoria border with a big lake, not many trees around. So yeah, it's, right. um, perfect. yeah. Um, and one of our, so, you know, broadly, like it's a, it's a it's a reasonable positive, but it's a high price. Okay. The only yeah, thing yeah, I say to price, you yeah. about your current situation is how long until you move? We've got a week until we move up there. Uh, I'm not exactly sure what the internet yeah. is. Um, so I was just going to say, there, I was yeah. just going to say with what you're doing right now in Melbourne, I, I kind of really feel bad that, that you've had a bad experience because my guess is you're either one of two things. You, you need to be on a slightly faster plan. Um, yep. or it's actually not the internet, it's your Wi-Fi. Do you use the, okay. the modem that was supplied by Aussie Broadband? We do, yeah. We've moved that to a more central – we had that in the garage initially, but we moved that to a more central place yeah. uh, in the home where we're using everything. And, and did you have to rewire the house to do that? No, no. We've got the, um, we've got the connection straight out of the wall um, in the back of the house into the modem. Right. Uh, but – that was already there when the uh, anyway it's complicated because yeah. normally the NBN comes in a certain spot and that's it you, you're done you know you can't move it around yeah no it's all no it's all it's all done straight into the wall of the room uh, at the back of the house where we where we're living okay. and where we do all our work from so it's um the connection's been better since we've moved that because we had um some Wi-Fi extenders which obviously um Again, we're working but extenders yeah, extenders suck, they don't work right? that well They're yeah. not that great a mesh network is a better solution so my only my that's only what thing we've got. is we've got the kogan mesh kogan mesh we've yeah. got the kogan mesh now yeah and that's not too bad but it's going to be good but not great right um unfortunately yeah, yep. you know the the wi-fi people don't see it as the kind of thing to spend a lot of money on but it it is a kind of utility of the home and it underpins everything, especially if you're going to be working, you know, essentially remotely in Yarrawonga, you want to make sure you've got this solid underpinning <laughs> for your network. So it might be worth a solid investment in that. But look, in answer to your okay. question, the bottom line is the internet option for Starlink is amazing. It's high price. Um, I, mm. I, before I committed to that, that thousand bucks you spend on the satellite is a thousand dollars. I'd prefer if it was me and I had fiber, or even HFC. Basically, if I could get anything from a hundred meg download up on wherever you're moving to, I'd invest that money into a, a mesh system, a better mesh system, okay. like a Netgear Orbi, as opposed to a different style of internet, because it's most likely those kind of solutions that are going to give you better overall performance than just switching completely to a new style of uh, of internet technology. But okay, mate, that's good, good news that the feedback. option exists, right? Because if they're all running in Yarrawonga on fibre to the node and it's slow, um, then, yeah, you know, Starlink's going to be a great option. But if it's a brand new estate, it's most likely going to be fibre again. Um, yeah, and, okay. You know, do it from the ground up right, and I think you'll have a better better scenario. Let me know yeah, when no, you get really there. Let me know what the technology is in the house. When you ring the Aussie or the NBN and say, what is yep. this? Ask them, what is the technology? And it's either fiber okay. to the node, fiber to the home, HFC or satellite. And um, once we know that, we can maybe get you a better solution. Yeah, it'd be good. No, I really appreciate it. No worries, buddy. Have a good one. Cool. Thanks a lot. Thanks, mate. Um, yeah, I find that fascinating. Especially given I was just wrapping Aussie Broadband. This bike's got Aussie Broadband and not happy with it. But I, but I, this, this goes to that problem of it's often not the, the internet it's the network in your home, and uh, I'm I'm I mean I'm not at his house, so I can't check. But just moving the modem to another spot feels weird. Like I feel like that's also relying on some cabling that was already in the home. Are there any issues there? So many issues that can happen within the home that aren't actually in control of the internet provider, like Optus or Aussie or whoever it might be. Anyway, um, Yarrawonga, nice little uh, move to the country there, up on the New South Wales Victorian border. That's a solid tree change. 
I could I could have got into why and what where for, but whew, makes you wonder, doesn't it? All the money we spend in the cities. You're listening to EFTM. This is the EFTM podcast. EFTM. Thank you for listening. And if you've got tech questions, go to the website EFTM.com. But let's take a break from calls for a minute and let's talk about identity fraud. And it's a bit of a hot topic right now. I don't know if you've noticed. Uh, and it's something that's very difficult to guard from, to protect from, and especially when your data is is gone. Um, and I've said this to people who said, I'm going to leave and I'm going to do this. In the end, your data's out there. You have to assume especially if you're a victim of the most recent um, uh, security breach at Optus, you have to assume your data is in the hands of, of cyber criminals and their aim is to either scam you or steal your identity. Now, the thing is, it's not just about Optus. Right? This has been going on for a long time. And we spoke last week to Troy Hunt uh, from Have I Been Pwned about the number of people's details that just exist on the internet. And one of the things Optus is offering is uh, a 12-month um, subscription to a service at Equifax, which allows you to essentially protect your identity. But even if you're not being offered that, I thought it would be useful to understand what it is that is on offer and what are those things that you can do. So on the line to help me understand is James Forbes, the General Manager of Consumer at Equifax. James, g'day. Hi, how are you going? Hey, really well. Let's let's rewind here. What is Equifax? Yeah, Equifax. So look, we're a data and analytics company. And I think, um, you know, what we're most well known for is being, you know, a credit bureau. Uh, and so, um, yeah, that's the the role that we play uh, in Australia, essentially helping lenders make good decisions um, when they're thinking about extending credit to individuals, but also helping consumers um, gain access to credit uh, by providing them with a you know credit file, credit report, and, yeah. and credit scores. So it's very simple terms. I can come to Equifax, and there's other companies that do this, but I can come to Equifax and say, here's who I am. Um, tell me how the financial sector is going to view me as an individual. Am I Have I got a big black mark against my name or am I looking okay? Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, there's there's lots of, um, you know, information that we provide on a credit report. And we also generate a credit score, which is a, um, you know, good indication of your relative um, credit worthiness and how you look um, to a credit provider. And how often can you get those reports? Because is it free to get your a report or is it a, a small fee? Yeah, so there's a number of ways you can get a hold of your report. Um, the regulations are that um, the, the credit bureaus or Equifax, we need to provide a free credit report um, once every three months. Um, there are also a number of free credit um, score providers, um, which, uh, which you can go to. Um, get Credit Score is one of those. Uh, and you're able to get your, uh, you know, get a credit score on a monthly basis. Yep. Um, some of those services, they operate as um, essentially lead generation businesses. So they take your data and they um, essentially, um, uh, you know, you opt in to receive offers from yep. from yep. banks. Um, so that's a little bit different. But yes, you can you can get your credit report um, in that uh, in those ways. So then let's fast forward to the the problem of today, and that is identity fraud, identity protection. Now, the the issue that we've been grappling with over the last kind of two weeks is how, how at risk am I? Because there's the, there's been these conversations about, you know, they've only got this or they've only got that and they don't have this, but they've got that. How, I mean, at what point do, do you have to worry about your identity broadly? Outside of the current issue, what are the things that make your identity at risk, do you think? Yeah, look, it's it, it's a complex picture. I think you know when we think, but you know, I guess to boil it down, um, the, the one of the key risks in in events such as this Optus breach is that um, you know a fraudster is going to try and take out uh, a credit facility, you know, a loan, credit card mm. in your name, and they're going to then draw down that those funds, and and you're going to have a liability. Uh, against your name, you know, potentially you're going to have to um, pay back uh, any uh, uh, any cash, yep. and you might have to spend some money to um, try and correct correct your um, you know your credit report. Mm. So I think that the you know the that's that's one of the you know the significant risks. Now um, you know different banks have different means by which they um, you know authenticate users, and so. Um, having um, driver's license numbers, um, passport numbers, 
email addresses, et cetera, out there uh, in the wild, uh, if you like, um, does put you at risk, does put individuals at risk of having um, someone take over their identity and open up an account in your name. And so I think that's where, you know, the service that um, that we provide um, really helps um, 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 uh, reduce the, that risk of, you know, identity takeover. And so Optus came to the party and announced very reasonably early on, I'll, I'll be honest, I thought it was a good offer, that they, they said they would be offering uh, the Equifax Identity Protection uh, Service for, I think, a 12-month period. So what... What is that checking for? So over if, if I sign up and I'm part of all that, what is it checking for? What am I how relaxed can I be then then on my identity? Um, what, what am I going to be finding out? Yeah, so look, there's a number of features in in that um, protect product that, that um, we're providing to Optus and that they're making available to their most effective customers. And probably three key ones that are, you know talk about. The first is credit monitoring. So essentially what we're doing there is that, you know, we're scanning your file uh, every day. And if there is a change that occurs on your file, um, we'll send you a notification. So um, if an inquiry is made, which is if a bank contacts us uh, and says, um, um, you know, requests your file, we'll let you know that, um, that, that, that inquiry has has been made. Uh, we'll also let you know if an account ends up being opened in your name. And so, um, those those alerts will let you know as to whether activity is happening and whether um, those those um, inquiries or applications are are fraudulent if, if you haven't initiated them. Right. So that's that's one that's one feature, which is really the credit the credit monitoring. Which, which I think Couple is the most things. important, right? Because that's the one that, that's going to end up with a, a black mark against your that, name that you might not have known about. Because if you, let's say you do a free credit, you know, score check every three months or something, within that three months, the horse could have bolted. They might have had a $10,000 credit card, drawn it down, and that's a liability against your name. Absolutely. And then I guess you're on the back foot. Um, you need to then, you know, once that account is opened, um, you're going to need to engage with that lender you know, whether it's a bank or a, a telco or utility yeah. uh, and um, seek to, to, to uh, correct that and say, well, actually, this is this is um, a fraudulent account uh, and, and you'd like yeah. to close down. So, yeah, the, the, the monitoring is really helpful because it's um, it triggers on an application, not just when the account is opened. And so you've got a little bit of time yeah. uh, between that when that application is made by the um, by the lender, and when yep. the account is open, for you to sort of to, to intervene and prevent that uh, prevent that going ahead. And then there's a level of monitoring that you do on essentially the dark web. You know the the underworld of of where our information is traded. Yeah, that's right. So you know um, we scan the dark web for your personal information uh, and and other important documents, and so that goes beyond. Um, just your, uh, you know, bank accounts, but you know, driver's license, passports, uh, and so if any of that um, uh, turns up on the dark web, again, we'll we'll send you an alert uh, to let you know that um, uh, that's turned uh, turned up, and you know, you can log into the service and you can see uh, more details about the the particulars of of what's um, what's appeared. Yeah, right, and uh, obviously. My only concern, and I, you might not have heard this, but I've been pretty vocal about it, is is 12 months enough? Because if my identity's been exposed, 12 months is just one year. Um, you know, identity fraud doesn't stop after a year. So, you know, what what do you, what's your view on that? Do you do you expect people will will see value in the service and want to continue subscribing, um, or should I be hammering Optus to make this three years or, or more? <laughs> Yeah, look, good question. The look, the service um, we we currently offer the service to um, consumers, um, and we have a you know tens of thousands of consumers using it um, to date. Um, so you know the the options for individuals if, if you're if you continue to be concerned, um, and you know the Optus agreement um, is you know remains uh, twelve months, then you've got the opportunity to. Uh, extend that um, yourself at the end of that initial uh, 12-month period. Now, I need to be completely honest with you. I've had uh, probably 
five or six direct messages or emails from people who um, have received the code from Optus. I'll get into that in a second, into the process, but um, who asked the question about trust because they've just been through a nightmare um, where for the first time ever, potentially, they've had really personal details exposed. And to sign up for Equifax, obviously, to monitor things, you need to have this information. So how much trust can people have in handing over their information to you because you're another business and uh, without being you know quite obvious about it if you google you know equifax had problems five or so years ago so how do we build trust with people in what you're doing with their data yeah look it's it's a really good question uh you know we have invested um uh over the, over the past number of years about 1.5 billion us um to um you know, improve our security, um, cloud-based technology capabilities. Um, you know, we've got more than 600 cybersecurity professionals, uh, and you know, our reputation is on the line uh, in terms of um, holding and um, storing uh, this kind of information. You know, it's something that we take seriously, and you know, we've got some of the most advanced, um, effective cybersecurity programs in in business today. And I guess the the big problem now for people is just getting into the service because I don't I'm assuming your phone lines are lighting up and emails and all that thing because the challenge now is I've just offered the service but you now need to get a code so for people that ring you guys you need to direct them back to Optus that's correct they 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 pretty much need to have this special code from Optus to get started with this twelve month program don't they. Correct. So Optus, uh, uh, I think they're describing as the most affected. Um, individuals will, will be um, granted access uh, to the service, and so um, you'll be—if that's you—you'll be contacted by um, uh, Optus with the details around ha- how to gain access to the service. Once you have that information, then um, there's a specific landing page that we have uh, at Equifax uh, where you can then go through um, enter the code you receive uh, to redeem to redeem the service. Um, we have, uh, over the past uh, week or so, we have ramped up our, um, uh, our uh, people behind the scenes to support the processing of the of these applications. But yes, we're getting uh, you know we're getting a large number of um, inquiries on the website and 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 um, also over the phones. Do you have a sense of how many people are in that most affected bunch? Because uh, obviously that's gonna that's gonna put a load on your on your systems for the next little while. Yeah, it's not it's not information that um, that I have to hand, unfortunately. Well, the bottom line is people should wait for Optus to contact them or if you are quite anxious about it, my understanding, I've had a lot of people tell me that if you go into the My Optus app and you initiate a chat and you talk to the customer service operators, they will offer you the code when you know when you push them hard enough. So you can get it on demand essentially, but uh, otherwise, I, I guess, they'll reach out to people and offer it to them at some point. And I've been saying all week, if you get that code, take it because identity protection is the smartest thing you can have in your arsenal of protection since this um, this breach, especially for those people most affected. And, and, you know, I guess the other thing there is that in reality, it doesn't really matter if you are in the most affected. This is a, a wake-up call and a and a learning for us all that um, that in fact it's probably something we should all be thinking about. We're spending 15, 20 bucks on on Netflix. We should probably spend a bit of time, James, and money uh, protecting your identity every month. Yeah, that's correct. And I think that um, you know, the the recent events has really increased the awareness of uh, identity theft. Um, um, but it is, it, it, you know, we've, you know, the crime stats say that it does happen. Uh, it happens quite often, and mm-hmm. even in Australia, this this is just, um, I, I guess, a, a very high high profile um, incident. Yeah, and it's a it's a good reminder to us all whether you're an Optus customer or not, but that uh, that your identity is a is a great source of uh, inspiration for scammers, and there are methods and avenues you can take to protect it. And Equifax is one. Uh, Equifax.com.au is the website. If you have got the Optus code, um, Equifax.com.au forward slash Optus is directly for Optus customers. Mate, I really appreciate your time. It's great to understand what the service is so that people, when they hear about this, can uh, can make that decision informed. Appreciate your time, James. No problem. Thanks very much, Trevor. All right, let's get back to your calls. Lindsay's on the line. G'day, Lindsay. How are you, mate? Yeah, really good. 
can I do for you? What's happening? Mate, oh, this whole Apple saga, how they've, uh, we've just gone and bought two new Apple products, even an iPhone 11. Yep. And it comes with one of these new stupid, um, what do they call them? Uh, mini USB. Oh, USB-C, or, the, the, the smaller the end of the cable, yep. Yes, yeah, so, they don't give you, and they don't give you a plug to charge it, plug it into. So, is this your first iPhone? No, that's all we've got is iPhones and iPads. Well, and, I mean, so you don't yeah. need to use the new cable. No, right. no, but the way cables go, the yeah. way cables go in this house, um, yeah. So, and then uh, I just thought, it's how silly is it to sell this stuff and not supply the. Mate, the it's, in, it's environmental, <laughs> Lindsay. It's environmental. I mean, that's oh, what they right. say. But in the end, let's be honest, they're saving huge amounts on shipping because the boxes yeah. are half the size, so they're, they're fitting double on every shipment, which is, you know, in their favour. It is also yeah. environmentally friendly because so many of those things do just get thrown away and not used. Now, right. what, what I what I would say to you is that I'm – it's weird. I've got the, we've got three, four boxes at home. One of them is Apple cables. One of them is USB C. One of them is the old um, micro USB, and the other one is for the little wall plugs, right? So when yep. someone in my house is going, I need a cable, we've got three little drawers. You open them up, go for there. Yeah. And every three months, I have to get all the cables in the house and sort them out again because they've all disappeared, <laughs> right? So I did that on the yep. weekend. I piled them in a, in a big pile and then I sorted them out. And I got to tell you. There are now way more USB-C cables in my home and the little power bricks, way more USB-C power bricks. And that's because obviously we go through a lot of products, but it just shows how it will change and it will evolve very quickly. So any investment you make now in a little power brick is actually going to be reasonably good for the long term because the next products you get, uh, whether, and the other thing is so many things use that now. So different laptops, different tablets. So it's actually a little bit more unified. And if the rumors are true based on European legislation next year, the new iPhone, the iPhone 15 might even not have the lightning connector. It might have USB-C. So it's going to change even more. Oh, great. So we'll hold off till next year then. Well, well, no, the other end, it's, that's, that's, the, that's the end at the, at the iPhone end. The other end is, all, yes. is always going to be, or for at least a while, it's going to be that USB-C. So, mate, it's a bummer, but, you know, yep. get yourself a nice shiny new one. And uh, yep. also, don't forget, you've got wireless now. Those things are wireless. So yeah. get some wireless chargers around the house. <laughs> that's what I've got at my bedside table and on my desk, wireless charger, I rarely plug my phone into a cable. Right. So okay. that's the other thing to remember is we're pushing towards a wireless world. Yep. No dramas. I just thought that was that was my gripe and I just thought this yeah. is sort of two two new two new Apple products and come of these leads and we can't use them because we haven't got anything to plug them into. And mate, listen, <laughs> you you tell me you just bought a new car. Yes, yes, the carnival. <laughs> Here you come. Brilliant. The new one, so it's yeah. got the it's the more square looking one to my uh, curvy, yeah. curvy yeah. model. Yeah. How yeah, many kids you got, mate? One, but he's uh, he's outgrown every car. He's outgrown our last car, and we figured, well, if we're gonna if we're gonna allow for another uh, eight years of growth, or six years of growth, um, we went big. That's that's a that's a lot of growth that you've got going on there, and you know, for a Kia car, I've got three yeah. kids, and that's why we got a carnival. Um, but it well, is, mate, there's uh, so much room. My wife puts the seats down and turns it into a buddy a wagon, but still with seats in the middle. You take the middle yep. seat out in the second row, and you got a nice seven-seater yep. that's easy to walk through. Dude, do, your, do your seats in your one actually the base fold up when you slide the seats forward? Uh, the front, so the middle row, the base yeah. folds up and the back goes up, so they kind of sit flat against the front seats. Yeah, well, they've gone away from that. <gasps> oh. And yeah, and all all you can get out of it is a tilt. Uh, the the back will the 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 back will tilt like you go going into like any any SUV hopping into a into the back row into a normal seven seater. Oh, I don't like that at all. I much prefer. No. It. I, we we love the well, fact that ours turns into a van. Well, we looked into the whole. Um, we looked at one of the older ones. And that's what sold us. And then they turn up and go, uh, "This is what you got." Wow. So they've changed that. So yeah. So it, it, is, it is what it is. But yeah, it was a bit of a disappointment because I like that idea on the older one, and I thought, well, they'll probably stick with that. That'll be good. But no, nah, 
They that changed is, it. Mate, that is such a good feature of that car. I'm, I'm blown away by yes. that. Wow. Yeah. Well, I... And, and even in the overseas model, mm-hmm. you can turn those seats around, those that middle row seats. You yeah. can actually turn them around and face backwards, but here in Australia we can't. Oh, right. oh that's true. I've seen that because I thought that would have been cool. But, yeah, I knew that wasn't quite available in Australia, which is a bummer. Yeah. You, you live and yeah. learn, I guess. Mate, do you... um? Uh, do you get the diesel or the petrol? Diesel. Um, our very first trip got just over 900 k's out of 65 litres. That's pretty good, mate. That's pretty good. That was And that was um, freeway uh, driving up over the mountains, four laps around Mount Panorama, out to Dubbo and back to Newcastle. Wow, nice job. Uh, mate, they're a great yeah. car. The they they look good. They drive well. The interior is great. Yep. I mean, it's it's hard to fault them. I really do think he has done a great job uh, over the last yes, few years. Yes, and, and uh, I drove a friend's diesel Hyundai Tucson. I think uh, Tucson. Yeah. I can't remember. Um, it's only last year's model, and it's got a really bad lag uh, droop in the pedal. And this doesn't have that. It's pretty well spot on. Yeah, nice. And um, so, yeah, no, no more, more than happy with it. All right, mate. Well, you're going to have to get yourself some USB-C wall plugs, okay? Get into it. No dramas. All right, All right mate. Easy. Good on you, mate. Thanks for listening. Have a good one, mate. Good on you. Cheers. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a changing world, right? It's, it's, it's not easy. Um, but, yeah, ever-changing. All right. If you've got, a, got some feedback about a product you've bought, uh, get in touch. Go to the website, EFTM.com. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. Here to help you out if I can. EFTM.com, the place to go if you've got a tech question. Michael's on the line. G'day, Michael. Hey, Trev. How are you, mate? Really good, mate. What can I do for you? Mate, uh, concern is with obviously around Optus. Um, it's great that the current media focus is all about uh, current people that have uh, Optus accounts. But my question is, what if you're an Optus customer four years ago and you've since then changed your address, changed your phone number, but they would do they still have your details and would you potentially be one of those people that have had your data released and effectively how do they contact you to let you know? <laughs> It's a great question, and the simple answer is they can't. That you know, they they don't know where you are. Now, yeah. I, I certainly know people who've been contacted at email addresses they didn't know Optus had. So they certainly do yeah. often have. And I've looked at the data that was released, and it does have multiple contacts for some people. Um, so yeah. you might have had a secondary contact, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But let's assume that they they definitely don't have a mobile or email for you. So if they've got your license number or passport and you've changed address, then you're actually in yep. a pretty strong position anyway because you're somewhat protected um, because there's not right. much they can do yep. with your license without your address because normally those things are hand-in-hand hand in terms of applying for uh, credit and things like that. Um, right. if, yeah. if, they don't have your, if they don't have your phone number or email, then you're not going to get many scams either. Um, they do yep. have your name and date of birth. So let's say they've got yep. your name, your date of birth, and your, and your license number. You're at, yep. you're at low, low risk. But here's what I would suggest. Right. Having just spoken to someone from Equifax, who's a credit reporting agency, I'd recommend you get yourself a free credit report now and then do it, yeah. put it in your diary to do one every three months. Because and just keep, it, it, it's keep measuring like, it up. It's free yeah. to do. You just keep an eye on it like that. I wouldn't recommend yeah. you spend money on an identity protection program. Um, yeah. I would simply keep your eye on your credit report. The other thing to do is with your internet security on your computer um assuming you've got it, um, is yep. next time it's up for renewal, look at moving to one that has identity protection built in. So Trend Micro, okay. uh, Norton 360, certainly Trend Micro have an ID protect situation where you can put your license number, your address, your passport, your credit card details in, and it actually scans the dark web for that information so that if you are a victim of any kind of leak, then you'll at least be made aware of it and you can understand what information is is shared together. So... Mate, you, low risk, um, but you, yep. you you basically point out a real problem with Optus's communication, which is how do they communicate with everyone? <laughs> because yeah. I've said yeah. I've said I don't know if I've said it here, but I've certainly said it in the radio on the radio. Um, I'm I was a previous Optus, Optus customer, 
Um, and they keep saying, go to the MyOptus app. Well, I can't log into that. I'm not a customer anymore. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And I am not going to spend yeah. three hours on the phone on hold to them. So no. it is a bit of a challenge, mate. So good point. I think you're okay, but you raise good awareness. So there's some basic yep. tips for you, mate, to, to keep yourself safe. Appreciate it, Trev. Love your advice, mate. No worries, mate. Stay safe. You too. Thanks for your time. Good on you, buddy. And uh, yeah, that's, I mean, that's exactly the point, right? Not everyone is going to be contacted. So we need this kind of broad advice for everyone so that there's a bit of an understanding of, of what's going on out there. EFTM. This is the EFTM Podcast. EFTM Podcast. Taking your calls, helping you out. John's on the line. G'day, John. How are you doing? Good, mate. How are you going? Really good, mate. What can I do for you? Hey, uh, our TV's given up the ghost and uh, we're sort of 55-year-olds and we're just wondering what would be the best TV that we uh, could actually go and buy for uh, for a probably limited use of Netflix, Amazon, Disney, uh, Foxtel. Got a budget for me? Uh, two to three grand. Okay, you're going to get a nice TV, that's for sure. Um, when you say Foxtel, so you got a Foxtel box still or are you using the app? Uh, the box. You're mad. Get rid of that thing. It's cheaper to use. Probably, the would, probably would want to go to the app. Yeah. Yeah. So, just FYI, I mean, how much are you spending on Foxtel every month? Uh, Eighty bucks. So for twenty-five bucks, you get Ko. For fifteen, you get Binge. Uh, for eight bucks, you get Flash. Those three things cover pretty much ninety-nine percent of all the content on Foxtel. So, okay, that's where I'd be going. Anyway, leaving that aside. Um, Look, uh, is there a size, any size issues in the home? Like, can we go big or what are we talking? Uh, probably 65 to 75. Why not 85? Just, I just want to know. <laughs> <laughs> Don't need it. <laughs> you, what? Everyone needs the 85. Room, the, room's, the room's probably not big enough. Probably. Mate, measure the wall. That's what I do. No, okay. So we're going to rule out. <laughs> we'll knock a wall over. Mate, that's okay. Do, do whatever you need to. <laughs> 65 and 75. Okay. So... Uh, if I just look at JB's, because that's that's a simple way to go. Look, um, Sony's Sony's Google TV is a pretty darn good operating system and will run all the apps I've mentioned. Samsung, I think we're pretty close to having all those apps. Maybe Flash isn't there yet, which is the news service. But Binge definitely yep. is. Um, and Foxtel, I'm pretty sure is. So there's no issue there. But again, you don't have to do the Foxtel thing straight up, right? You get a new TV, but kind of make it a migration thing where you slowly get all the apps and then move on. Um the good news is in that budget, you are looking at the best brands. So you, you've got all the options from, you know, literally every brand is in that price point. And, and at the highest end of that price point, um, I think that, you know, there's obviously a couple of great Samsung TVs there. Um, 2022 models, you're talking, a, there's a 75 inch that's priced at the same price as the 65 right now. So I'd be knocking on JB Hi-Fi's door real quick and looking at that 75 inch Samsung, which is two nine nine five, because it's the same price that the sixty five should be. So that's awesome. I was I was looking at that one actually. I did have a bit of a look at it, so it looked like pretty good value, and seemed to tick the boxes. But I just wanted to sort of get your opinion on it. Have you looked at the frame from Samsung? Uh yes, I did briefly, but I think that's a uh, that's a uh, edge lit TV, not a direct lit. You're you're a man that knows your stuff, so. So I think the Q80B from Samsung is a really nice-looking TV. The other one to have a squiz at would be uh, Mini LED. So you t we'll go down to 65-inch now. So I, I think there's three options for you, right? The 75-inch Samsung we've talked about, the Q80B. On special, great price, snatch it. The other option would be 65-inch, either Samsung or LG. Both of them have Mini LED TVs. Samsung call, call it Neo QLED. LG call it QNED. So mini LEDs are, well, they're not direct lit in terms of every single pixel, but they're they're certainly uh, full array in the in the greatest way possible. Both of them are clearly head to head same price, 65 inch, beautiful quality TV. I don't think you can go wrong with those. So that's where I'd be at. I'd I'd be at those. But if you want to just look at the other end of the scale for for clarity, have a look at the two thousand dollar. Hisense Mini LED. Now, that's the same size as the Samsung and LG I just talked about for $700 less, and it's only $19.95. Hisense, great brand, great TV, Mini LED, great lighting system. The only I, Here's the only negative. I've got a Hisense. They don't have every single app. They've got a lot, but I would just buy a 
$99 Google TV and plug it in and you've got everything you ever need. What about the warranty of the all sort of uh Hisense have travels? a three year. Hisense have the best. They've got a three year warranty. So if you if you if you're big on warranty, I'd be straight onto the Hisense from the get go. Um, obviously every TV is covered by Australian consumer law. So you should definitely, in my mind, get four to five years of great life out of these TVs. And if you don't and it's not your fault, I think you should be um, compensated or it should be repaired based on Australian consumer law. Con- consumer warranty, yeah. Okay. All right, well, I'll have a look at those. As I said, the 65 to 75 sort of um, look pretty good value. So, oh, mate, uh, I think it'd be fun for you clarity. to stand in front of the Hisense Mini LED and then the Samsung and LG. I think you might end up with a Hisense, mate, and save a 1000 bucks. Get yourself a nice soundbar or something, you know? Do something that... I've already got a soundbar, yeah, oh, I could beautiful. attach. Yep. Well, just put the money yep. in your pocket then. Don't tell the wife. Okay, will do, mate. All right, buddy, have a good one. Thanks for getting in touch. All right, thanks for the chat. Cheers, mate. mate. That's, I mean, that's the fun thing there. Look at that high sense, seven hundred dollars, uh, or is it eight hundred? It'd be eight hundred. Can't do maths. Seven or eight hundred dollars difference between high sense and Samsung in their mini LED at sixty-five inches. So, uh, I'd probably go the Samsung myself just on apps. But that new user interface of the 2022 model, I'm not a massive fan of. So oh, I'm torn. I'm just, gonna, you know what? I'm just going to save the money. I'm going to do the high sense. And if I don't like the operating system, I'm just going to get a Google TV. Simple as that, right? Done deal. Get in touch, EFTM.com. You're listening to EFTM. Trevor Long taking your calls. If you've got a tech question, go to the website, EFTM.com. Catherine did that. Go to Catherine. Hi, hi, Trevor. Um, thank you uh, for taking my call. Um, I've been advised by Optus that my information has been breached, mm-hmm. and the like, other day I got a an eve of oh God, I'm all tongue tied. A text from them saying my license had been um, hacked. Exposed, yeah. So I. Yeah, I I renewed it online and I've got a temporary one until the replacement comes in the mail. Yep. And then this morning I've got two more um, texts from them saying I don't need to renew it. <laughs> so, and I don't recall, I bought the my phone, you know, through a retailer on a plan and I really don't recall what I gave them as um, ID. Well, look, I think you, it's obviously safe to assume you gave them your, your license. Now, the, what's evolved over the, over the week, because it's taking time to evolve, is that in New South Wales, um, as of the 1st of September, so it's literally only a month old, to, to use your identity, uh, your, your license as your identity for applying for things like credit, they need to do yes. what's called digital uh, verification. And that uses the license and card number. On your license. So on your physical license, it's there's two numbers. One is the license number, the card number's in the top right. On a digital yes, license in I, the app, the card, the card number's down the bottom. So it's likely that they've issued you a new card number, but not a new license number, which is okay in New South Wales. Yes. Because in, in New South Wales, and I just tried it, I'll be honest, I went to the Harvey Norman website because, you know, they do those 600 months interest-free things. I thought, oh, I'll try and apply for yes. it, right? And it, it, yes. it immediately asked for a license and card number if you're in New South Wales. So uh, the problem is you've already been through that process. Uh, and so you've got yourself mm. a new card number. That's fine. It's good protection. It's not something mm. that you validate regularly. So it's fine. Great. Easy done. No problem at all. You've done the right thing. But if the government has charged you for it, then- They have. the $29.13 because I used to, you know, then PayPal. get on the the are you, you so you're still an Optus customer now? Yes. So you need to have the patience and presence of mind to go, log on to the Optus website or phone them or use their app to start a chat conversation with them and ask mm-hmm. them ask them to re, uh, put a credit on your account for that twenty nine dollars. Right. Okay, and that's how yes. they'll do it. They'll yes. credit your next month's account. And honestly, Catherine, at the same time, I want you to argue heavily for their identity protection plan. So they're offering their most affected customers identity protection. It's about $180 worth of Equifax membership. And while Mm -hmm. I bet for my life that you're not on their list, 
I believe mm. everyone should be. So right. argue for yourself. You say, listen, right. you've given away all of my details, including my yes. date of birth, my email, my phone number, my address and my driver's license number. I don't care if they don't have my card number. I want the identity protection. So get a little bit angry about it, okay? Get all a bit right. fired yes. up and they'll give you, hopefully, yes. they'll give you a code for Equifax, which will allow you then to sign up and subscribe to this 12-month credit monitoring just in case someone does try and apply for credit or anything on your behalf. All right. Because my first notification um, about personal information came in on um, the 23rd of September. So I was one of the first, I think, for early ones to be notified, which meant, you know, they probably got You were in the worst batch. That's right. Yes, yes. So how am I going to know what else they've got? We won't. Until a hacker releases the information, (laughs) we won't know. So you need to – but remember this. They've definitely got your date of birth, your email address, your phone number, your your address. And in your case, they've definitely got your driver's license. That's a lot of information. So the other thing I'd want you to do, Catherine, is be hyper-vigilant about your identity from now on. So things like scams that come through that ask you to fill out any forms. Don't click the link. Don't do anything, okay? Phone calls, text messages, emails. You have to be triple vigilant on those things from now on. Yes, well, I've had a couple of private number calls which have been legitimate, but I've been very nervous answering them. (laughs) And and you should be, even mine. Um, It's important. (laughs) It, It is it is a risk right now because you could get a call and they could be, hi, Catherine, how are you doing? You'll be like, good. And they'll go, oh, mm. it's, it's, uh, it's Bill calling from, uh, from ANZ Bank. Mm. Now, yes. in, in 40% of cases, they're going to hit nothing there. But if you happen to be an ANZ customer, um, yes. then they'll go, can I just, before we go on, can I verify your date of birth? And you'll give it to them. Mm. And even if mm. you say to them, I'm sorry, I don't want to hand that over, they'll say, well, I'll give you the month, you give the day. And they'll give you a correct month and you'll feel like it's real because they, yes. they have your bloody date of birth. And then they'll say, yes. can I just confirm you still live at da 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 And they'll give you your address and you'll be like, oh, cool, cool, cool. And then they'll say, mm. just regarding your account, um, I'm going to need the account pin. And then, then you'll hand it over right. to them. And, mm. and, and do you know what I mean? This is the scam. This is the scam well, that's going forward. And this is why Optus are being disgraceful in the way they play down the effect on the 7.7 million people whose details yes. are only date of birth and name. Well, uh, Trevor, when it was very first announced that the hacker wanted 1 um, million US dollars, 1.5 Australian, I thought that was a a very small amount given the gravity of the... We all um, did, which was why we thought (laughs) it wasn't real. But then I, among others, looked at the data that that person had and it's real, definitely. Now, that was probably... How did you do do that? Look, it's a deep, dark secret of the underworld. Um, It it, it was done on on a hacker's forum and they released a small amount of data to verify that they were real. And so I looked mm. at the data and I cross-referenced it and I called a few people in the list and said, mm. uh, you know, you freaked a few of them out, I'll be honest. Um, yes. And, and, and so, but th- you've got to remember that, that those details, 10,200 people's details is now available on the internet. Like it's been, it's exposed. So. Well, I'm thinking mine is part of that. I doubt it. Do you? I mean, it's such a. It, have you uh, is, have you had a lot of emails or text messages or something no, in the last nothing. little while? Well, nothing. Then I, I I doubt you are because that's that's what would have happened already by now. You would have started right. getting some crazy messages, I reckon. Um, mm. So mm. I, I wouldn't be too stressed about that. I think it's mm. very. I mean, you got to remember it's ten thousand out of ten million, so it's a yes. very small percentage chance that you were in that first batch. But, and this is my biggest gripe, if you are in that batch, Optus should have told you. They should have literally said you are literally the worst affected and they should have been on the the physical phone to you, not text or anything else. They should have rung you by now. Um, Mm. So I'm hoping that you're not in that list, all right? I I really am hoping that. Um, I I have your your phone number here in front of me. I'm I'm going to search that list, right? I'm going to search that list for, for that number. And if it appears there, I'll let you know. Okay. Oh, that would give me a great sense of relief. Not that I'm on it, but I wouldn't be on it. No, I hear so you. Look, I, 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 I can tell you right much. now, I don't see your name on the list. Okay. 
Fabulous, fabulous. But, I will yes. sleep easy. But still <laughs> assume that you're one of the 9.8 million and your details, oh, yes. that your details are out there and cyber criminals and scammers are trading in your details right now. Yes, yes. All right. Well, look, thank you so much um, for speaking to me. I, I, you know, really appreciate it because it's, you know, I'm an older person and it's, it is very nerve wracking. And, and I don't want to be um, ageist, but that's my concern, Catherine, is that people who are older are, are more susceptible to scams and are also more worried yes. about what they're hearing. So you've got both ends of the yes. stick that you're, you're freaking out and you're also... Well, likely to be scammed. Yeah. So I want you to be vigilant. Once you're retired, what you have is what you have. There's Great no point. further, yeah, yeah, there's no further opportunity to replace anything that might go missing. And if I could just tell you a little amusing story, hmm. my mother, who's long since passed away 20 years ago, um, wouldn't use a microwave. That sort of technology was just, you know, she did die at 98. Yeah. <laughs> And, you know, the microwave was just a bit overwhelming. And ever since, I've always jokingly said in the family, I wonder what my microwave moment will be. So I try, to stay, yeah, I try to stay across technology, but it's sometimes a scary place. It is. And, and, and you know what? What I think is great, Catherine, and let me be clear, you're far more savvy than a lot of people of your generation. And again, try not yes. to be ageist, but you sound yes. very savvy okay. to me and I think you're doing the right thing. And and your yes. your role now, Catherine, is to be an advocate yes. for those same things among your peers, your friends, right. your family, the people you socialise mm. with. Um, I don't want you to freak everyone out, but I want everyone to know the things that you're doing so that they can learn from it. And I think that's the best thing we can do as a community is help each other. Yes. Which is yes, essentially all I'm yes. doing. I mean, I, I'm I'm only partially at risk here, but I'm I'm, I'm I think I'm as exposed as you. But I yes. like to think I'm savvy. But if I don't keep talking about, it, I don't remind myself, let alone the people I know. So, think yes. about other people, and and you can do some some good stuff as well. Fabulous. Ooh. All right. Thank you so much. My pleasure. <laughs> Have a great day. You too. Bye Good now. On. Thank you. Uh, you know, I think that's the role we all play. Um. We have to help other people. We have to educate other people. We have to help other people not be victims. That That's the biggest risk right now. And there will be victims as much as Optus is playing it down. And I, I am beyond angry now. And not because Optus hasn't called me, but because they just keep treating people with such di disrespect. The the Sky News Australia tweeted uh, earlier, and she must have been, I don't know, on a on a... On a interview or something, but the CEO, Kelly Bayer Rosmarin, has hit back at government criticism, suggesting people who call the cyber attack basic were ill-informed. Don't don't hit back at anyone, okay? Just just accept that you're wrong. Accept that you did a wrong bad thing. Accept that you have caused a problem and just keep talking about how you want to help people. That's all you've got to do right now. Help people. If someone calls and says, I want the Equifax membership, don't say you're not entitled to it because I guarantee you you're going to hear that, people. And if you ask for the Equifax membership and you are told you're not entitled to it, you tell me and you get a screenshot of that text if it's in the app because I'll blow up about that. Every well, I think they should give 9.8 million people Equifax membership just for peace of mind. That's all people want. Peace of mind. Crazy what I'm about to say But Trevor Long's the world's best techie He's the kind of guy we picked on at school And it wasn't fair, but he don't care, he's cool How's this for cool? Uh, now, this isn't a live show, obviously. Um, I don't know. If it's 45 minutes or an hour, it, it doesn't happen in an hour. But it does happen in about two hours. Like, it's it's not a long time. I, I get it all done pretty quickly. Uh, so, Carolyn, who we spoke to earlier about switching to Aussie Broadband, just sent me an email. 
Dear Trevor, thank you for your information this morning regarding changing from Optus. I am now an Aussie broadband customer, saving me approximately $46 a month. Wow! I appreciate your help, she says. Well, I am pumped. $46 a month. Are you kidding me? That's crazy. $46 a month. $552 a year. I'm going to check that. 46 by 12. $552 a year. That is so good. So forget the fact that Optus are treating people horribly. Forget the fact they lost your data. It's time to save some money, people. $46 a month. Bravo. Well done, Carolyn. Awesome stuff. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. Back again next week with another episode of Two Blokes Talk uh, with VFTM. Two Blokes Talking Tech will come out on Thursday night. And, of course, the best movies you've never seen. Back this week after Stephen was sick last week with a movie I can't remember the name of. I'm going to sit here until I do. <clears throat> it's called Glen Gary Glen Ross. <laughs> I'd never heard of it. So let's see how that one goes, folks. Glengarry Glen Ross. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next week.